You are listening to the fastest growing sports investing podcast in the world. If you're looking for no-nonsense, actionable sports investing information and insight, all geared to increase your bankroll, you've come to the right place. And now, the wait is over. Direct from the real MrACL.com, this is the ACL Pod featuring Captain Wags. I give you A. C-L. And with that, we are here, the ACL pod featuring Cap'n Wags. I'm ACL, he is Wags. NFL Week 16, bowl season is here. Happy holidays, everybody. We're taping this on Tuesday, three days before Christmas. So if you're listening later in the week, a very Merry Christmas to you and your family. Wags, lots going on, man. Football, NBA starting. College hoops, hockey starting in about a month. Happy holidays. How you doing, man? Happy holidays. Happy holidays to all the listeners. Merry Christmas. Like you said, just a few days away, um, you know, trying to get rid of this 2020, get into 2021. We got uh, the bowl season here. NBA tips off tonight. Yes, hockey is back. The puck will drop on January 13th. So about three or four weeks away. Uh, Very excited about that. We'll get into that a little bit more. Uh, and just excited to have bowl season. You know, we, we swept, uh, uh, you know, er, early in bowl season. We're, we're undefeated here uh, one day in, but uh, always feels good to get out on the right side and, and uh, build momentum. So uh, pumped about everything that's going on right now. Absolutely, guys. The website is therealmrecl.com. All the packages are up there. The prices are updated, obviously, to reflect the number of games and the in uh, each respective season and all that. And, of course, we have the COVID protection. So if any season or anything gets moved, canceled, or anything like that due to COVID, you get a full refund, so you have to worry about nothing with that. So definitely check out the website, therealmistracl.com. And if you have a minute, we would really appreciate the five-star reviews for the pod. It really helps us out. The pod is growing week after week after week, and that's because of you, the loyal listeners. So we certainly do appreciate it. Those five stars, rate, review, and subscribe so you get the podcast first ahead of anyone else. Wags, college football, a couple days in here. The four teams we learned Sunday morning, Alabama, Notre Dame, one versus four, Clemson, Ohio State, two versus three. I tweeted this out, but if I had a vote, I would have put Texas A&M in fourth, right? I think that the Clemson-Notre Dame game this past week was sort of a de facto play-in game, if you will. Uh, I think Notre Dame, for all the good things that they did this year, they have one loss, and it was a really bad loss. Texas A&M has one loss to the number one team in the country. And look, we just saw what happened with Notre Dame against the playoff team. Put Texas A&M in there, see what happens. The last thing I want is Notre Dame to go beat Alabama and then have to play Clemson again in the semifinals. I don't want to see these teams play three times this year. So for my two cents, it would have been A&M. Uh, the current odds, Alabama minus 167 to win it all. Clemson plus 175. Ohio State 8-1. to one. Notre Dame 33-1. to one. Your thoughts on the final four teams that got in? Yeah, so uh, look, we, we talked about this before the pod, and, and I think these final four teams are the best four teams in college football. Now, the fact is Notre Dame just played kind of this play-in game that we saw them just get crushed by Clemson. I mean, Clemson, Clemson owned them, I don't want to say from start to finish, because uh, they came out a little flat, and for a second there, I thought Notre Dame was going to actually take it to them, uh, but then Clemson just uh, pulled away, stepped on the gas even further, and, and beat up on Notre Dame. So um, the fact is, when you look at Notre Dame versus A&M, I think that Notre Dame is a better team. I think Notre Dame's a team that's just good all across the board, offense, defense, special teams. Uh, and, and when you look at them straight up against A&M, I think they are a better team. 
That said, I also, you know, just to reiterate, Clemson, Clemson and Notre Dame just played. Right. That was the, I mean, you have the same two teams. All right, Notre Dame, you lost. All right, next next guy in. All right, and that would be Texas A and M. I would have loved to see A and M in the three spot, Ohio State in the four spot, so you don't have to see Bama and A and M again. Now you get Bama uh, in what I would like to see: Bama and Ohio State, and Texas A and M and Clemson. I think those two games would have been great, uh, more entertaining. I think right now you look: Bama's a twenty point favorite or more against a Notre Dame team. That's no fun. Um, you know, I think Bama against Ohio State. Uh, I think we have some look ahead lines, but I make that personally. I, you know, I think we we had talked about um, what Bama and Clemson would be, uh, but I don't know the Bama Ohio State line. I probably would make Bama maybe ten, eleven, something around there. Um, but you know, I just think it would have been a better game and a better matchup. Uh, but you know what? It, it it is what it is. This is what we're left with. We're, we have a Final Four. Um, I think what would be great everybody's talking about 18 playoffs and and that would be incredible uh but i think it should be six i think the top two teams should get a buy kind of like one half of what the nfl does well not anymore because now there's seven teams this year um but the top two teams get a buy uh three plays six four plays five winners play the buy teams and then you go from there i think that would be a a much uh kind of uh, it would be fun it would be on your way to an 18 playoff. I think college football will realize how much money they'll make by doing that. Um, and really, you're not you're just adding two more games to get to eight uh, once that happens. And, you're, you know, I think they're more concerned about the kids missing time, you know, play, having to play through uh, their break. But I don't think these kids care. I think they want to play football. They want to go out there. They want to compete. So, um yeah, that, that's kind of where my head is right there with the college playoff. I don't hate it, man. Add one extra game, add two extra games, do what you got to do. I agree. These kids are not going to mind playing one extra game and all that. Uh, you're right. The look-ahead lines for the national championship games are out, right? So the books put out four lines for each of the four potential matchups. If you bet one of these and the game winds up not playing, you get a full refund. So there's no risk there. Clemson versus Alabama. Alabama opened minus two and a half from the look ahead. It got bet out to five and a half within about an hour. Mm. So one thing to always keep in mind, guys, is these games are not just if they were played tomorrow. These games, these lines, I should say, factor in what just happened. So in this scenario, Alabama minus two and a half versus Clemson. Alabama just beat Notre Dame. Something they were supposed to do. No big deal, right? Clemson just beat Ohio State in this scenario. Clemson, the Ohio State is a much superior team on paper and in the public's mind and in power ratings versus Notre Dame. So Alabama, minus two and a half versus Notre Dame. It's now up to five and a half, four and a half around some other shops. Ohio State, minus nine and a half versus Notre Dame, which is an interesting line to me because you have Notre Dame um, who will have just come off the Alabama win. So that's an interesting number there. What, what are your thoughts on that Clemson-Alabama line, Wax? Yeah, I, I think it got bet up. I think it's the right move. I think, yeah, you know, going from two and a half to maybe four, four and a half is good. I think where it is now, over five, um, five and a half, uh, you know, I like Clemson in that, especially coming off an Ohio State win as we're talking because that's how they're going to get there. Um, and look, Clemson's only loss is to Notre Dame in the regular season without Trevor Lawrence, without three of their four best defensive, uh, defensive guys. So uh, you could make an argument that Clemson and Alabama, uh, you know, if Clemson was undefeated and had beat Notre Dame in the regular season with, you know, assuming they had Lawrence and then you'd have an argument who should be number one. 
And, and you know, getting Clemson with you know four, five, five and a half points is, is something I'm willing to take um, because you know what, Clemson has a better defense in my opinion than Alabama does um, this year. And I think Alabama's offense is definitely a little bit stronger, even with, you know, Clemson having Lawrence, just the way that they've been putting it on uh, teams. But I'd like to have a, a defense in, in one of these games, you know, who can make a play and, and stuff the run possibly. Uh, so with five, five and a half points, I'll take Clemson uh, three, four. You know, I think that's where it should be. As I mentioned, Ohio State, in this look ahead number, minus nine and a half versus Notre Dame. Clemson, minus 17 and a half versus Notre Dame, which seems to be a little high to me, considering in this scenario, again, Notre Dame just beat Alabama. Clemson did what they were supposed to do and beat Ohio State. So I think that number would actually open up a little bit less if yeah. those two teams were to meet. The, third, the fourth and final number, Alabama, minus nine and a half currently versus Ohio State. But again, Ohio State would have just beaten Clemson as a touchdown plus underdog there. So that number might open a little bit less. What was that line? What was the Ohio State-Bama line? Alabama opened minus 9.5 versus Ohio State in the look at. Okay, yeah. So I said 10-11. So I was right right around there. Um, Yeah. You know, I think think that's about right. I guess if if Ohio State's going to be Clemson, you know, maybe it does come uh, open up a little bit lower than that 10. Exactly, yeah. Always got to consider those things as well. And again, as I mentioned, guys, Alabama currently to win the national championship – Minus 167. We talked a bit, a little bit of last week. They're minus 180, minus 190 in some shops. But if they beat Notre Dame, they're around minus 1,200 on the money line to beat Notre Dame right now. Uh, next, the, the championship game, obviously, they would play Clemson or Ohio State. If they played Ohio State, they'd be a much bigger favorite there. But if they play Clemson, it probably opens up somewhere in that range, maybe a little bit lower, depending on how Clemson looks. So something to factor in there as well. Wags, I'm not sure, ACL, real quick. Not yeah. sure if you saw this, but Dabo Sweeney, was one of five or six coaches that had Ohio State either, you know, somewhere between five um, and 11. Dabo had him 11th, which was five spots lower. I I think he was trying to get Ohio State in at that four spot so he didn't have to deal with them. I did see that, and that was hilarious, right? That's one possibility. The other possibility is he's just trolling them. Yeah. Right? I mean, I guess, you know, you play five, six games, you know, that's – that's that's troll worthy, I guess. But you know, to 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 that point, and I get it. Um, and they, they you know they mentioned the wear and tear on the on the players and all that, and totally understand and and don't disagree with that. But at the same time, had Ohio State played the likes of Maryland and Rutgers and even Michigan, um, they're sitting at nine and zero. So uh, you know, I, I I don't think they that they should be that low. Um, you know, I think they do deserve to be in. I think had they played a full season, um. They would have they would have been undefeated. Now look, they played Northwestern. Some people are saying they didn't look that good. Northwestern almost beat them. This and that. Look, they won by almost two touchdowns. What right, twenty two to ten or, or whatever it was. Northwestern is is a good team. They played really good defense, and this was their Super Bowl. Right, they came out to play, and they were fired up. And um, you know, I think they look really good. And um, I think the the Northwestern defensive back made one of the best interceptions I'd ever seen, um, which was incredible. And their defense was w- is solid. So um, kudos to Northwestern on a great year. But um, you know, I think Northwestern played their best game. Ohio State played a mediocre game, and they still were able to win by two touch- t- touchdowns. So absolutely. And an hour before that game, it was announced that Ohio State was going to miss. 
I think 25 players were yep. missing the game due to, yep. you know, whatever. So that line plummeted from around 19 or 20, closed, I think, around minus 15. Obviously, all that money wins. But keep that in mind as you're betting this Clemson game, right? An hour before the Northwestern game, Ohio State, literally 25 of their guys were announced out. And they still won by 12 points. So just something, something to consider there. Something, as, as, definitely something to consider. Yeah, as things go forward. Heisman Trophy and Ohio And, and yep. Ohio State's going to be coming out strong, right? I can't imagine that Ohio State is not, uh, you know, doesn't have all, all this uh, newspaper clippings mm-hmm. on why they don't deserve to be in the top four and all this stuff. They're going to be a motivated team. So, um, you know, I, I look for them to come out and try to punch Clemson in the mouth. And we always talk about for their sake. I hope they connect. <laughs> we always talk about don't give guys headlines. Don't give guys locker room material. That Dabo Sweeney thing, you know that's that's going to be plastered up on the wall. You know, Clemson coach ranks us out of the top ten, whatever. So just one extra added thing I think that Dabo probably didn't need to do. Not saying Ohio State's going to go win the game because of that, but it, it certainly didn't do them any favors is, is, is all I'm kind of saying there. So uh, Heisman Trophy Wags, we've been talking about Absolutely. it for months. Mac Jones was the favorite going into the SEC title game. Mac Jones broke the all-time passing record in the SEC title game. Mac Jones, team won. Mac Jones scored 56 points. His team did. Mac Jones threw for five touchdown passes. As of today, Wags, Mac Jones is so no longer the favorite. the favorite. It's got it's to be the favorite. It's got to be the favorite. You would think. Mac Jones what? is no longer the favorite. Devonta Smith, minus 200 to win the Heisman. Mac Jones, plus 175 to win the Heisman. Trevor Lawrence, 7-1. to one. Najee Harris, 22-1. to one. Najee Harris might be the best player in the country. He's not going to win the Heisman Trophy. So... So you're going to tell me that the second best receiver on the team, okay, coming into the season, would end up being the favorite to win the Heisman at the end of the year, which it's just crazy to think that, in my opinion, without this player, the team would not have skipped the beat, okay? Mac Jones was that good. They got next man in at receiver. They got guys who run four three forties down the line, okay? Look, nothing against Devonta Smith. The guy is incredible top 10 uh, draft pick uh, next year, one of the best receivers in college football. But who's throwing him the ball? Who's getting him the ball? And who's getting everybody else the ball? And who's breaking records in the SEC? Okay, Mac Jones. Okay, and he proved it to me. I think he's the Heisman uh, winner. He should be, um, you know, getting the votes. Uh, But if it's not the case and Devonta Smith does win, Kudos to him. He had a phenomenal season. Um, but minus 200? Wow, that's, that, that's, a high, that's high. I mean, that's high for a receiver uh, coming into the end, especially with Mac Jones having the season he had. Couldn't agree more with everything you just said. We might see a situation. It's going to be a, a really interesting vote because, you know, they, they rank the vote, right? If you get a first-place vote, you get X amount of points, second place, X amount of points, whatever. So, um Kyle Trask, I think, essentially eliminated himself from contention. He's not even on the board listed anymore, so I don't think he's going to win it. But it's going to be interesting to see how many votes Najee Harris potentially pulls away from Jones and Smith. So I think you're going to get these really strange ballots this year. Obviously, Trevor Lawrence sprinkled in there as well. I don't think he's going to get a ton of first-place votes. But um, you just wonder how many of these people waited. Probably the the majority of them waited until the SEC, SEC title game to vote. But how many kind of had Devonta Smith on their radar, right, for the last week, two weeks, three weeks. Everyone's had Mac Jones on their radar. But how many votes maybe did Najee Harris pull away from those two guys in this game? Because he, to me, he was the star of the SEC, SEC title game. He looked like the best player on the field. Reminded me of Derrick Henry. They are just busting through guys. So yeah. 
super interesting Heisman vote this year. It's um, as of now, it's Devonta Smith to lose is what the odds are saying. But we shall see. We shall see. But if I had a vote, and not just because I have a Mac Jones ticket, my vote would go to Mac Jones. I don't yeah. know what the guy was supposed to do other than what he did. So exactly, he he did everything he had to do. Uh, may, maybe not throw it to Devonta Smith. I mean, <laughs> but um, yeah, I, I I agree. I mean, he he was a leader on the team. Um, you know, I think the only thing that you could say about Devonta Smith was his special teams play, punt returns, touchdowns, things that he did on his own. Um, but yeah, uh, look, you know, Alabama has three Heisman Trophy candidates that might end up one, two, three. Yeah, it's good stuff. All right, guys, bowl season is here. The bowl package is up. Uh, we had the winner yesterday in the App State North Texas game. A couple games going today as well. Uh, one thing I just wanted to point out for bowl season that I that it's one factor that I always look at that I think sometimes gets overlooked. If you have a dog in bowl season, plus one, plus one and a half, plus two, plus two and a half, something in that range, a lot of times people just take the money line, right? They say, I don't want the point, the point and a half. What happens, and we see it every single year in these bowl games, is if the game is close, which by definition in a one and a half, two point spread, it's, it's going to be by the end. You see these teams, instead of kick it going into overtime, they go for two quite a bit to avoid overtime to, to just try to win the game. So that one and a half, that plus two, plus two and a half is so much more valuable in bowl season compared to any other regular season game because these coaches will say, eh, let's go for two. I don't want to go, you know, play for overtime in a, in a bowl game, that kind of thing. So whenever you see that plus one and a half, plus two, plus two and a half, if you like the dog already, instead of taking the money line, you generally want to take the points just because the points are so much more valuable because you get that little extra piece of uh you know potential where the points could matter toward the end there so just wanted to sprinkle that in there but yeah wags bowl season's here man 28 i believe it's 29 more games to go uh and a lot of these games if you know a team pulls out for COVID, they have backup teams ready and available so th- they should get these games we saw in. that uh yeah we saw army who got completely right. snubbed out of a bowl game um get get in and then that thankfully that was the right thing to do um yeah, they were what nine and two, and then they didn't get into a bowl because of the the way that the the rights were, whether it be TV or conference, ridiculous or things like what that. It was. It's just yeah, completely absurd. You got teams that are like four and six in, in bowl games, four and seven. Uh, I think Tennessee's in a bowl game. I mean, this was a team that was supposed to be good all year. They disappointed. They shouldn't be in a bowl game. Tennessee, t- Tennessee fans, you don't belong there. Okay, I'm sorry. You don't belong in a bowl this year. South Carolina got in too. Now they wanted to pull out for COVID, but South Carolina was two and whatever. Right. It's insane. I mean, it's really insane. It's a shame to the, to the likes of army um, who got snubbed. And I'm sure there are other teams that, that I don't know off the top of my head that got snubbed too. And it's just a disgrace. I hope you know, get rid of 2020 already bring in 2021 let's get back to normal let's get teams that deserve to be in there who win six or seven eight nine ten games into a bowl game versus teams that are two and nine four and seven whatever liberty versus coastal is the one that i'm looking forward to aside from the national title games and all that i can't wait for that game i have four games written down the cure bowl which is what you said liberty and coastal i think that game's going to be awesome Um, you're going to see some really impressive football uh for two non you know non power five conferences uh the cheese it bowl not only because it's my hurricanes playing but i think the game is going to be really good really good matchup miami offense versus oak state and their defense um the cotton bowl oklahoma and florida uh you know rattler versus trask 
We'll see uh, if anybody announces they're not playing. I'm pretty sure Kyle Pitts took himself out of the game to focus on the draft, yep. the tight end. Yep. Um, but, yeah, we'll, we'll keep monitoring that. I, but I still, hopefully most guys play. That's going to be a really spectacular game. I expect a lot of points, obviously. And then the Peach Bowl on the opposite side, Cincinnati and Georgia. Um, really interested to see how Cincinnati, a team that, you know, arguably – uh, could have been a in the final four in the in the playoff. Um, now facing a you know powerhouse SEC Georgia team who had a slightly disappointing year, defensive focus didn't really have a good quarterback in my opinion uh, to take them over the top. Uh, so that that matchup is going to be really good as well. Yeah, we talked about with bowl season. Obviously X's and O's matter, X's and O's matter, and all that. But it's all, many. The majority of my handicap in bowl season is 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 motivation, right? More so this year, I think, than ever, because you get a team like Cincinnati, you get a team like Georgia. I mean, does Georgia care about playing Cincinnati? On the other end, Cincinnati, they were talking about trying to get into the playoff all season. Uh, they, they handled their business. They, they they won their conference against Tulsa last week. Now, how much do they care about this game, knowing there's really no next step here, right? Is it the motivation to beat a top SEC team like Georgia? We see it every single year. Sometimes the Georgias of the world could care less about playing Cincinnati. Maybe more so this year. So player quotes, coaches quotes, Things like that this year matter more than ever. So that, that's the kind of stuff that I'm really focusing in on, along with just sort of the, you know, regular matchups, travel, coaching records for bowl season, all that good stuff. So oh, yeah, definitely, that that's a big factor in, in bowl games that I think a lot of the public overlook is who's motivated. Who's motivated to play in this bowl game? Cincinnati's going to want to prove to everybody, yeah, we can play an SEC team and beat them. Okay, we and not only any SEC team like Tennessee or South Carolina, we're going to go to the Peach Bowl, and we're going to play Georgia in their home state, and we're going to try to pound them. Um, so, yeah, you know, let's see what Cincy's got. Um, you know, I look forward to capping that game and, and seeing uh, what side I'm on. But, um, yeah, I, I, off the top of my head, I, I don't expect a lot of points in that game. Speaking of not expecting a lot of things, Wags, it's a great transition to the NFL and the New York Jets. <laughs> <sighs> Adam Gase. I mean, in a normal year, quote-unquote, if you go from the number one pick to the number two pick, it's not a good thing. You know, this late in the year when wins don't matter. However, there are certain years, I say the John Elway year, the Peyton Manning year, the Andrew Luck year, obviously that changed because he didn't last all that long. Right. Everything that I'm seeing, that I'm reading, that my own eyes tell me is Trevor Lawrence is a generational type of player. So you have Adam Gase. Now, the thing is, the incentives were not aligned. Adam Gase and Sam Darnold, they don't care about Trevor Lawrence. If anything, Sam Darnold, especially, doesn't want to see Trevor Lawrence. Adam Gase doesn't want to see him either because if Trevor Lawrence comes in and starts winning all these games for the Jets, it's going to make Adam Gase look even worse. So the incentives were not aligned uh, for these two guys, which is why I found it kind of strange that they, I guess, kept Darnold in there. Um you know, didn't fake some injury or whatever and just put Flacco in there to kind of tank these games. But man, what a costly loss for this franchise, maybe for the next 15 to 20 years. Not only the Jets, but changing the entire landscape of the NFL if the Jags now lose out and get Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, no, it's definitely um, crazy to me. Uh, Look, I, I think the fans obviously wanted to lose out. The management wanted to lose out. But like you just said, not only... Darnold, but the rest of the players on the Jets, nobody wants to go 0-16. This team was playing hard. Um, They want to win because, frankly, not everyone on this team is going to be a Jet next year, right? They don't give a shit 
whether or not uh, they get Lawrence next year. They're playing for now. They're playing not to be a laughing stock of the NFL. Um, and kudos to, to them. They yeah, well, I, yeah, that's a good point. Too late, but they just beat the Rams, who are a very good team. I mean, this is. Did they have a down game and an off game? Absolutely. Everything went right for the Jets. But, wow, the Rams are a very good team, a playoff team. And not only a playoff team, in my mind, I think they are a contender to uh, to go pretty far. Um, I like the Rams this year. I, I like how they're built. I mean, yeah, they have. there's definitely a few holes, but um, yeah, kudos to the Jets. Now, on the flip side – Playing a little bit of devil's advocate. I mean, it's it's pretty much it is the worst thing for them. Okay, there there's no getting around. All right, you're if the Jaguars lose out, you screwed up. You 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 screwed up big. Okay, but now let's get past it. All right, clean up your mess. Now go beyond that. What are the Jets going to do? Do they look at a quarterback like Fields or someone else who's out there? I'm not exactly sure, but I think there's somebody on North Dakota or South Dakota State, also one of those guys, or do they say, all right, Darnold, you actually didn't look that bad this season. All right, you got hurt. You came back. You looked pretty good. You were connecting with some of these uh, young receivers. Now we're going to go get you an offensive lineman or something like that uh, with the number two pick or, or trade back because, you know what, you, you just you just got screwed. So, uh, or I should say, you just screwed yourself by missing out on Lawrence. Um that's what they need to focus on now because they have to figure out if Darnold's the guy or if they're going to come in and bring somebody else in. And because if they do make a pick like Fields or one other or another quarterback, they're going to have to stick with that. And Darnold's gone. You, you don't just get two starting quarterbacks and try to figure it out um, unless it's somebody like the Dolphins when they drafted Tua with somebody like Ryan Fitzpatrick, who's at the end of his career. Darnold's a young quarterback with promise. He, in my opinion, is a starting quarterback in the NFL. Now, whether or not you want to build your franchise around them, that's another thing. And they have to figure that out, and they need to figure it out quick. Yeah, it's going to be super interesting now. And we talk about teams turning up. The Cincinnati Bengals beating Pittsburgh last night. They were in line to have the number two pick and get um, uh, uh, Penisua from Oregon, the top lineman, the top lineman ranked lineman over the past decade or so to be Joe Burrow's yep. left tackle for the next 15 years. That might be out the window now, potentially. So, I mean, that was just lined up perfectly for them. He, of course, opted out this year for uh, due to um, COVID. So he hasn't played all year, but he is the number one lineman on the board this year by far. So that scenario is there. Now, the Jags, they are plus seven and a half at home this week against the Bears. Wouldn't it just be the most 2020 thing, Wags, if the Jags go out and win that game? I mean, it's, it's just totally screw up the whole thing. Jacksonville Week 17 is at the Colts. The Colts are going to need that game for the wild card spot for sure. So they're going to be playing tough in that game. So this might be the Jets slash Jags' best chance to have a loss and or have a win, depending on what side you are looking at there. So lots now, of intrigue I, going in there for sure. I can see the Jags' management coming down and yes. saying, "Yes, you are not winning this game. I don't yeah. care what happens. I will come on the on the field and start, you know, Going, you know, pulling players off and fi- you know, firing them, whatever you want to do, however it works. But you are not winning this game. They need a quarterback really, really badly. Um, this is their chance to turn this all around. And if the Jaguars win a game, um, there's going to be a lot to be said because, uh, you know, to me, the Jets don't. Everybody needs Lawrence. Okay, l- l- let me just say that. But 
the Jets don't need Lawrence as bad as the Jaguars need Lawrence. The Jets have a starting NFL mm-hmm. quarterback. Mm-hmm. They can build around Darnold and be okay. The Jaguars need Trevor Lawrence. So if they win a game, uh, something's got to happen in that organization. Yeah, there's no chance I'm touching the Jags this weekend, only because of the motivational issues. I literally, as you said, don't know if they will be trying to win. I'm not talking about the players. I'm not saying the players are going to go out there and try and lose. I'm talking about the management. The look-ahead line on this game was much lower than it is now. Bears obviously look great last week. They've been putting together three games in a row, scoring a ton of points here under Trubisky. But um, even though the numbers probably say this line's a touch too high, and and it, it certainly is if it's over a touchdown with the Bears on the road, I'm not touching the Jags. Uh, the the motivational aspect here is real. Um, and look, the management, hey, Doug, you're going to be fired, you know, whenever you're going to be fired. But, hey, if you lose these couple of games, maybe we'll give you a little side bonus on the way out the door, something like that. Yep. Things happen. So I, I, can, I can see this game where the Jaguars are winning three quarters and then hit mm-hmm. the brakes. I thought that was going to happen last week with the Jets, right? They're up 13-0 looking great. They came the close. <laughs> They came close. I thought the kicker was certainly going to miss that last yeah, field goal. Yeah. You know, Adam, something. Adam Gase strikes again. Adam Gase strikes again. Um, all right. Second best team in the AFC Wags. I think there's consensus that it's the Chiefs. They're going to get the number one seed. Um, it's probably between the Bills. This, I, you know, Just based on record, I'll include them in there. The Steelers and the Ravens. Now, the way it works is, guys, with the Ravens, if – so the Ravens – to get into the playoffs, they are currently right now on the outside looking in. They need to win their last two games. If they win those last two games, if either the Dolphins, the Colts, or the Browns, any of those teams lose one game and the Ravens win their two games, the Ravens are in. So the Ravens, um, let me pull up the schedule here in front of me. I think they the play Ravens the Giants, Ravens play right? the Giants. Yeah, I knew yeah. that this week. Next, Yeah, they're at Cincinnati next week. So let's just project that the Ravens win those two games. Dolphins this week. Uh, about, you know, two and a half point road favorite, something like that. Uh, and then the Colts and the Browns. So if those three teams went out, no matter what the Ravens do, the Ravens cannot get in. But if the Ravens get in, this is a team that's getting healthy. This is a team that we talked about the other day, 18 to 1 to win the Super Bowl. Uh, there's worse, certainly worse bets on the board. And they are currently the third favorite wags in the AFC. The Bills are plus 425. Ravens plus 750. Steelers all the way up to 12 to 1 now. Titans 12 to 1. Colts 13 to 1. Browns 14 to 1. The Ravens are certainly getting better. They're hitting strides at the right point. Um, Miami, if they win at Vegas, has to go and play at Buffalo week 17. Now, Buffalo clinched. Will they have to play for a home field spot? We'll see if they don't. Um, I can see you know, Miami winning that game. But again, the Ravens also have two other teams that just need to lose once, and they're in. So, you know... At those odds, not not too bad. I still have ranked in, in my power rankings in the AFC. I mean, obviously, Kansas City won. Bills, I think, are a close two. I think the Bills can can beat a team like Kansas City. Sure. You know? The way Kansas um, City's performed in the last two, you know, month and a half, not not super great. Yeah, not super great, um, but they're still a clear favorite, uh, obviously, right? So Kansas City, Buffalo. I have Pittsburgh still. I mean, I know they've disappointed um, the last – two or three games, like, I get that. They have not looked good, but they're still a very good team, okay? Um, even after the embarrassing loss to Cincinnati, um, they sh- came in flat. You'd think that they wouldn't, you know, Juju trying to dance, you know. Cincinnati mm-hmm. came out pissed. 
they wanted to win. Um, they played a great defensive game and completely. But I, I think Pittsburgh's a solid team, and I, I have them just ahead of the Ravens in a power rankings. Um, the Ravens are a beatable team. Um, you know, if you can contain Lamar running um, and you can, you know, I think Pittsburgh's the type of team that can do that, and that's why I have them. I think head-to-head, I like Pittsburgh. Man, that was a tough game to watch last night. I, my my that first half from Big Ben, that was one of the worst I've ever seen. Now yeah. they came out really strong in the second half, made a, a valiant comeback, and he looked back to normal again. But that first quarter was just bizarre. They didn't get a first down, and it, I mean he couldn't complete a pass. He just looked completely lost. So hopefully that was just sort of an abnormality um, that first quarter because he did look better in the second half there. But man, from a team that was eleven and zero to a team that's now twelve to one win the con- the uh, the conference there. So crazy, very crazy. Yeah, the thing, the Chiefs. I mean, look, I, I, I had one push this weekend. I, I did very well, as everybody knows. Seven and one. I've been tweeting it out. Seven and one. There seven and one, which is good. Amazing. Only loss was uh, Monday night, but I had a push in there. So you know, seven one and one. But yeah, the only push was Kansas City minus three. Now. I did it because minus three was plus 100. Minus, I could have gotten minus two and a half, but it was just at minus 120. So I went ahead and took the Kansas City minus three at plus 100. This is a team that just cannot close out games. Either they get up and then they can't close, or they get down and then they have to come back. They haven't put together this solid game. The last time they covered a, a closing line number wags, November 1st against the Jets. They were minus 20 points in that game, and they won 35 to 9. That was November 1st, week 8. They haven't covered a football game since then, we're headed into week 16 here. So Crazy. ACL, give me a shout because I told you I wanted two and a half. You convinced me to take the three. <laughs> I wanted the two and a half. I want a little shout out and yeah, some love yeah. there. But, uh, yeah, you know. Acknowledged. Um, Acknowledged. It is what it is. You know what? A, a push is a push, and, and it was a great game. And, and you know, it's it really kind of sucks because we had them. Uh, you know, they scored late, and it is what it is. And. Um, I don't even want to talk about Belichick uh, screwing my mm. winning week up with uh, the the option to, to go for it on fourth and four, uh, down 10. He could have kicked a field goal, would have uh, won my teaser. Um, but he opted to go for it. Max, do you think – do you think – Belichick maybe knows that no matter what he does, you know, he's untouchable. He's Bill Belichick. Maybe he doesn't want to win these games. Just a thought. Yeah, you know what? Um, it's very possible. Let's get a draft pick. Let, <laughs> Talk about teams somebody. I'm not betting on in the last two weeks. The Patriots are on the yeah. list. Not because I think they it's suck. It's because I don't know that they want to win. And I'm being exactly. sincere when I say that. And and Belichick's the guy who can make his team think that they're fired up and get them yep. to believe they're going to win. And he, and he can make a, a few little tweaks here and there in, in a game that nobody would even notice uh, that would cost them the game. So, yeah, not not touching it. That was bizarre. Down 10 was a 40-yard field goal. To, obviously, that's that's the play. Right. He well, passes it up and 47 goes seconds it. left? I don't even know. Yeah. Something so, like that. Well, when I saw that, I said, oh, okay. Okay. Well, let's see what's going on here. Yeah, yeah. I see you, Bill. See I you, see Bill. you, Bill. see you, Bill. All right, Wags, let's move to the top game of the weekend. Rams versus the Seahawks. Ooh, the Rams. Lots to talk about there. But yeah, Rams and Seahawks, guys. Seahawks currently minus one. The total is 47. Uh, Seattle travels back home on a cross-country trip after escaping Washington with a 20-15 win. Rams, of course, lose a 17-point home favorite to the New York Jets and what can only be described, I think, as a really bad look-ahead loss there. In hindsight, that's probably what was going on. Um, 
they know this game is likely going to decide the, the division. Seattle is currently 10 and 4. The Rams are 9 and 5, but the Rams beat Seattle back in week 10, 23 to 16. So if the Rams win here, they would be tied with Seattle, but would own the tiebreaker. So a win here for the Rams, and then a week, a win in week 17 versus Arizona would clinch the division for them, which is huge. So that game back in week 10 was extremely tight. I mean, the Rams won the total yardage battle 389 to 333. They controlled the time of possession battle 33 to 26. The Rams defense wags held Russell Wilson in that game to zero touchdowns and two picks. And I would argue, you know, we talked about Russell Wilson for, for MVP the first half of the year for sure. He was the favorite. He was like at one point around like plus 100, something like that. I would argue that game is when the slide began, right, for Russell Wilson. Things have been downhill since then in terms of his overall productivity, his MVP odds and all that. If you were to look it up right now, Russell Wilson wags is 100 to 1 to win the MVP. Patrick Mahomes minus 400, Aaron Rodgers 4 to 1, Russell Wilson 100 to 1. And I think it all started during that, in that game versus the Rams. So if there has been a trickle of Rams money here. People are sort of playing the you know bounce back theory. The Seattle's coming back on a cross country trip here. Great game here up in Seattle, though. In, in all likelihood, we'll decide the division here. Yeah, this, this game gives me a headache thinking about. I keep going back and forth between both of these teams. Um, what I, it comes down to for me, and, and the reason, like you said, about the MVP and, and Russell Wilson, um, this being the game and kind of the the turning point for him in the MVP race where he, he turned for the worse, I think he still has nightmares of Aaron Donald and, and their defensive line. Uh, the Rams' defensive line can com- completely control and dominate Seattle's offensive line. And, um, you know, that's what I keep going back to. Uh, Seattle hasn't looked that great in the last few games. And, um, you know, I think there's a little bit of value here possibly. And again, I'm going to dig into this a little bit more on the Rams coming off that big loss to the, or, you know, not I would say big loss, but the lo- bad loss to the Jets um, last week, because potentially, like you said, a look ahead game here. So um, it's going to be, you know, basically this is for the division. It's going to be a really good game. Um, look, definitely looking forward to this one. One thing I wanted to point out, guys, always look at secondary markets. Rams are playing Seattle. As I mentioned, the line's around Seattle minus one. The, the money line on the Rams is plus 107. Say you like the Rams. You're taking, talking about taking plus 107. Fine, no problem. Click a tab over. Go to Team Futures. NFC West, Futures. Seattle, minus 225 to win the division. Rams, plus 175. If you like the Rams in this game, take the plus 175 on them to win the division. If they win this game, they are going to be in the driver's seat for the division. I know they'll have one game left in Week 17. Uh, as I mentioned, they're going to have to play Arizona. Home against Arizona. But it's that a home game's game. At home. It's a home game, and they've owned Arizona, as you and I know, Wags, from three weeks ago. McVay yeah. uh, versus Arizona very well. is very good. Think, right? And see it. Wait, well, we had a combined five unit on that? Yeah, exactly. So okay. not saying really they're going to win, not saying they're going to be on it, but they will be a favorite in that game. So if you have a plus 175 in your pocket, that's pretty good. And that assumes Seattle would then beat the Niners. They're on the road that last game, which is not something that's guaranteed. So if you like the Rams in this game, take a look at the division future prices as well. I'm seeing plus 175. I even saw a plus 180 floating around there as well. Um, so in a game that's essentially a pick that's essentially for the division, you're getting the team at plus 175. So there's something always to kind of look at there as well. But yeah, this should be an, a great game. Obviously, you have the whole bounce back situation from the Rams. Whenever a team is in a clear look ahead spot like, like they were last weekend, they lose. Generally, that's what happens. So you would think that these guys have been sort of focused on this game for the last 10 to 14 days, right? Um, 
And yeah, here we are. So Sean McVay versus Pete Carroll, likely for the division, should be a good one. All right, Wags. $200 contest time, man. Let's do it. No winner this past uh, week. Yeah, no. Well, that was tough. I think uh, 99% of the votes came in uh, with the Steelers. Steelers. Yeah. 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 And the thing is with the contest, so we read the line off the day, you know, whatever the line is that day. And I. In, in the line, the game closed around like four, minus 14, minus 15. So a lot, the, the line, I believe we used 12 and a half, 13 and a half, something like that last week. So a lot of people were just yeah, on the Steelers. Half, just, yeah. Right. A lot of people were on the Steelers just based on that alone. Under two um, touchdowns. Yep, exactly. So a lot of people got the other questions right, but most people were on the Steelers last week. All right. $200 contest in site credit. The winner gets $200 in site credit to the real sale.com. I'm about to read three questions for this week's Monday Night Football game. Bills versus the Patriots. The first person to get all three questions right wins 200 bucks in site credit to the site. Uh, you can either DM your answers to myself or Wags on Twitter or email either of us, ACL at therealmrACL.com or CapinWags at therealmrACL.com. And again, if there's ties, whoever gets it in first wins. Question one, Bills minus 7.5 versus the Patriots. You're taking the Bills minus 7.5 or the Patriots plus 7.5. Question two, name the player who will score the last touchdown in the game. Player who scored the last touchdown in the game. Question three, the total number of touchdowns scored in the first half. That's it. The total number of touchdowns scored in the first half of this game. Monday night football. Good luck. Free play time, Mr. Wags. You hit your teaser last week. My play got canceled. It would have been a winner, of course. Louisiana. Of course. Maybe they'll replay that game. No. Um, we did get good line value on that, though. I will say. I think I, it was three and a half, and it was... By the around the time it got canceled, it was down to two and a half or three juice. So we're on the right side of the closing line value. And it was on my card. I had to take it off. I actually had Louisiana money line. They were going to coming coming to you. Yeah, I I really liked them in that game. In all Uh, seriousness, just a good good situation for them at that point. You know whether or not they replay that game and things do change, um, we'll see. We'll see. All right, my friend, you do the honors. All right, I am going to go with the Pittsburgh Steelers coming off uh, a few <laughs> losses. Mike Tomlin, baby. Uh, I think it's a bounce-back game, a really good matchup. I am taking the Steelers' money line, plus 110, a plus money free play. Steelers' money line, plus 110. Um, yeah, I think the Steelers, um, you know, I think it's it's going to be um, – you know, interesting to see how they bounce back. I, I really like them this week. Um, I really like the matchup uh, against the Colts. Um, you know, there, there's not much to say. They got to show up. They got to uh, – I think they're going to prove everybody wrong. I think Colts are kind of on this, um, you know, on a high. But they got to go to Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh's defense, I think, matches up really, really well. Uh, they're going to be able to stuff the run. There's nobody really um, that's, you know, Pittman Jr. and, and Hilton on the outside. Uh, but the Steelers' defense is, is going to take care of business. And, um, yeah, I, I like Pittsburgh. Let's go. Yeah, certainly – this would fall under the category of buy low, sell high on uh, yes. the Steelers after this past week. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, the Colts have won five of six. They're riding high. They just look great against Houston, Vegas, and Houston prior to that. And then the Steelers slayed the egg on Monday night. So hopefully they can come back at home and get this dub. All right, my free play. I am going to the NFL as well. Eagles, Cowboys, over 49 points scored. Look, despite the Cowboys winning three of the last five, it's not because of their defense, right? They let up 33 points last week to Nick Mullins. 
They did hold the Bengals the week before to seven, but the three games prior to that, they let up 34, 41, and 28 points. So this defense still ranks 31st in points per game allowed, 24th in total yards allowed, 32nd in rushing yards allowed. On the other side of the ball, this Philly team is a mash unit on defense, especially in the secondary. One reason why I was on the Arizona team total this past week was because of that, and they did let up 33 points to Arizona. So Jalen Hurts has been extremely efficient in his two games at quarterback, uh, and should I be even more success against this Dallas defense? I mean, the two teams that he's played um, so far, New Orleans and Arizona, are much higher rated defenses than the Dallas Cowboys. So especially with the threat he poses on the ground, that Dallas secondary should just get torched by this by this um, Eagles offense and vice versa. Andy Dalton, his offensive line has sort of started to come together since they had to sort of mash unit the offensive line, but they've started to play better. They're much more cohesive unit at this point. And again, the Eagles secondary right now is a, is a handful of practice squad guys, and we saw what happened last week against Arizona. So I think this line is going to close much higher by game time. Again, we're taping here Tuesday. Eagles-Cowboys over 49 points in this NFC East battle on Sunday. Wags, reach the end, my friend. Um, talk to me about hockey. I heard some good news that the season is going to be happening yes, in January. Is that, what, is, uh, that, is that the rumor? Yeah, I'm having a, some technical difficulties here at the end. Um, not sure if you can you could hear me. But uh, might have lost Mr. Wags there. Just if he can hear me, a little bit about if he can NHL, hear me, we'll be tweeting out hockey guys. Starting January 13th, <laughs> think he's having some technical difficulties on his end. In any event, we will stop here. Uh, again, thank you guys. Um, check out the website, therealmrACL.com. All the packages are up. I want to wish you guys a bunch of, you know, happy holidays, good thoughts, and uh, good luck on all your bets. So for Wags, who's having technical difficulties and. We'll be back next week, obviously. I'm ACL. Again, guys, check out the website. Give us a five-star review if you don't mind on the pod. We certainly do appreciate it. Good luck on all your plays, guys, and we'll talk to you next week.